To NURFM at 17 past 12, you're listening to Pet Chat and we will come to your calls in just a little while. But first of all, let's hear from Dr Bob who joins us this morning, this afternoon in fact, because it is getting into a rather hot time. We had a lot of rain before winter and it's um, lots of growth of everything and now it's really dry. If you walk on your grass out the front, you'll see that it's gone brown and it's starting to be a bit crackly. So really we have to be very prepared for our animals what is going to happen. We have to make sure that we uh, clear away all of the uh, leaves and, and branches from near their kennels. Um, as I did at the surrender cages at the RSPCA yesterday, and um, make sure that you've got a emergency pack ready. So what should be in that? Water, um, some pet food, some bowls. Um, you can get some really neat little um, water containers, Danny, can't you? That There's all sorts, yeah. Little exactly. sort of pouch type things. There's ones that are made out of like a canvas waterproof yep. material that fold up so they don't yeah. take much space. There's ones that are also come with a bottle and the actual drinker part opens up. Yes, I've seen so those. So it fits around the bottle, opens up and the water then just comes out of the bottle. Yeah. And, and they're all very cheap. They are, yeah. and it's just, just something simple like that. Plus, don't forget your animal's medications because certainly if you have to leave, then you need to have all of those things ready. Um, for cats, make sure you've got a cage because they do panic um, at, at vet clinics all over the place. We have people turning up, oh, yeah, it was good in my arms, and then it dives out as they open the door. So really that you need to have a cage ready. Again, there's, there's so many different um, cages that you can have, collapsible type ones, mm. and have them ready. For a dog, make sure it's on lead. Make sure your animal's microchipped. Make sure it's registered. So if you are separated you have a much better chance of getting that animal back. And if your dog likes a squeaky toy, make sure there's one in the pack as well. <laughs> because it's much more likely to come back to you when you do that. Or you can learn to squeak like a squeaky toy, but that, that's for certain so people. Do, do dogs tend to like just one particular squeaky toy, or are they happy with any sort of Most squeaky toy? Most of them toy? love squeaky toys, and they want to take the squeaker out. Mm. That's their, their focus and aim. So they think they don't like it, but they, 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 they enjoy they, trying to get it out. They enjoy trying to get it out, and... Um, if you ask them to be gentle, they will. And you say, gentle, please, and then throw and catch that sort of thing. But it's very important as well, if you are going to go in a car, to make sure you've got a harness that you can put your dog in that attaches to the seatbelt. And um, just, yeah, think about how you're going to get and where you're going to go. Um, and, of course, just making sure the water is the big thing because, mm. yeah, if you jump on a road and there's lots of cars, are you already prepared? Take your water with you. That's right. Because if you're in an emergency situation, yeah. it could be tricky getting water. That's right. There's yeah, the, depending on where the fire is, and and always the big thing about pets, I guess, is they're much more aware of their environment. So actually, yes, listen to radio and see what's happening, but look at your pet, observe and see what it's doing. Um, so many animals, like in the tsunami overseas. Um, all those sorts of things, earthquakes, they are the ones that actually pick up those pre-vibrations, those things that are happening prior to the actual event. They will smell the smoke before you do. They will feel the change, feel the, the weather change that might bring it on. So, yeah, watch them. And um, in people in storms, actually, I say, yeah, follow the dog mm. to a certain extent because <laughs> they will find the strongest part of the house. Now, that's an interesting point too. Because they go for the structure and that's where a dog with like a den wants to go for a solid structure. Usually that's going to be bathroom or kitchen or laundry floor because it's concrete. The same as the strongest part of the house is usually around where there's a, a meeting of walls or hallway or something like that. So, And they're going to find that spot. So don't cram and squash the dog or cat in there, but 
<laughs> so Certainly what, follow. What about if you have a, a dog that lives outside and yep. you want to bring them inside for safety? It's tricky again. It, that's why it's always good to get your dog used or cat used to lots of different scenarios so they're not panicked by something and that's really good to do that when they're young. Um, so get them out and experience lots of things inside, coming in if they haven't been on in before, then on lead. Often I say to people that's a good idea to start anyway because otherwise they just go rampaging through the house and having a great time, but on lead so that you can still keep an eye on them. Mm. Very important to be ready. And on to a new RFM, we are thinking about film stars, movie stars for Pet Chat and Danny Boss. We've got the person who knows all about it. That's right. If you remember a, a few, or about a month ago, we, we interviewed Steve Austin. He talked about how to train rescue dogs and lots of training that he does with so many different dogs. And we've talked to the police dogs as well and about training them. So what I thought is, how about we look at what is involved training a TV star dog or a stage star dog. What do you think, Jane? Excellent. Let's do it. So um, we've got Jeff Griffiths on the line and he's been a labrador for 12 years. He's also an obedience club trainer and instructor, a gun dog um, judge, a gun dog trials judge, I should say, and a trainer for that. And he's also the owner of Kess, which is a Labrador that featured in the Opera Australia production of Mice and Men. Hello. How are you, Jeff? Uh, very good, thanks, Danny. Good okay. to be here. Now, originally, the director, which is um, uh, was going to Bruce have Barrett. Bruce. That's yep. right, Bruce Beresford. He was going to have his own cattle dog, Frankie, in in the production. But uh, what happened there? Well, um, Frankie was untrained, which which made it <laughs> difficult um, for him because he wouldn't do what they needed him to do. <laughs> and, and and the other thing was. Um, Bruce is trying to direct the opera and handle a dog, and you've really got to have someone that's dedicated to mm. ha- handling the dog and making sure it does what you need it to do. So, um, so Frankie, you know, um, got got the bullet, so to speak, and then um, they, they sent out the call. We need a, a, a trained dog that can do this, and that's how your dog Kess got the job. Yeah, because um, she's got an agent, and um, and I've actually got five Labradors that can do these. She's even got an agent. Dogs. Wow. Yeah, got an agent, yeah. <laughs> and and so the agent rang up and they actually wanted one of my other dogs and yeah. um and his name's Dan, mm-hmm. which is a really great name. Um yes. and I um and I thought, Well I'll take Kess down as well and Bruce Beresford had a look at both of them and we did um two auditions and he said, No, I want the older dog because 'cause we've got to have a really old look. Okay. So um that's how we chose Kess. And how old was she at the time? She's 14 at the time, and uh, she's just turned 15. Okay. So what was she required to do on this uh, stage production? Well, she was um, meant to be the uh, dog of one of the ranch hands. His name was Candy, and Candy would walk in with Kess on a lead. It was just a rope because it's meant to be just the old dog on the farm. Yes. Um, And she had to jump up in the bunk bed with Candy and um, sit there with him while they discussed her fate. Oh, okay. And then one of the other, and then one of the other ranch hands um, would come over, and they've convinced Candy to give up the dog. And we'll give you a new puppy, and um, he would then lead Kess off um, off the stage after they've sung a few songs and discussed her fate. Oh, um, okay. But then also uh, to, to try and um, make her look uh, even older, because she's meant to be toothless and spent and stinking and <laughs> half blind and so on. We um, came up with, and she was still moving too too well, so we put a splint. On one that you oh, get, okay. we put a splint on, and the art department got an old bandage, and we wrapped, or they made it look old, wrapped that around the splint, so it looks like she had an injury on her leg, and that made her limp a bit as well across the stage, which was a, 
the sort of look that they were after. Okay, there you go. So she even got dressed up for the occasion. Yeah, oh, and more than that, the uh, makeup artist would come down <laughs> each evening and um, because she still looked too clean, they put makeup, like human makeup on it, um, some different colours to make her look sort of dirty and, yep. um, you know, the old farm dog. Wow. How many times did she have to perform the, perform the show? That was six um, live performances. There was a number of um, rehearsals and there was actually three um, dress rehearsals to, to audiences as well. So there was nine wow. performances in total. Oh, and unlike humans, what did she get nervous or not? <laughs> no, no, Stage no. She takes, it all, she, no it takes it all in a stride. And that's, that's one of the things about training them is you get them used to all these um, different situations, things well. You can't get used to an opera terribly easily, but you get them used to <laughs> you know, loud noises and lots of people around yeah. and take them busy places and so on. Um, no, she, she was she was great. She um, just sat up there in the bed and basically ignored them. But Labradors have that type of nature. They just take it in their stride, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they can do. But it, also when, you, um, when, when you're raising them, you get them used to gradually get them used to being around a little bit of traffic, then a lot of traffic. And mm. we actually end up taking our dogs around uh, shopping centres and uh, outside schools when there's hundreds of students running out in the afternoon and traffic everywhere. So they get used to um, those sorts of things. Well, in her 14-year career as a star, what other jobs has she done? Well, the very first one she had was um, for Kleenex and and their um, signature, of course, is Labrador. Labradors, Labrador puppies are usually used, but they needed a a mother dog for, for this commercial and and I, um, at obedience classes, there were some other instructors that did ads for this agent, and they said, look, they need a Labrador who can retrieve. And I said, well, we can do that. Hmm. So we had to go down and see them for an audition, and she had to run a toilet roll down the path and pick it up off the kitchen bench, run it down a path and drop it outside the outback dunny where the fellow had um, whistled for the whistle for the dog to get the toilet roll, and he's got his hand outside trying to reach it, and that was that was her very first job. Oh, fantastic. Um what goes into training a dog to do that? Like, for example, for that toilet roll commercial, how much training did you have to do with Kess? Oh, look, a fair bit leading up to it, but it's all the basic stuff you've got to get right in the first place. You've got to have some um, healing, stand, sit, stay, um, drop, um, all those sorts of things, a recall, so coming to you. Um, you've got to have all that basic stuff. And then we also, because we do the gun dog trials or retrieving trials, we have our dogs um, retrieving all sorts of things, dumbbells and dummies and all sorts of things. Um, so then she's actually got that basic um, ability and then it's a matter of teaching to hold the toilet roll. Mm. Um, and, and that was, actually wasn't too hard, but we wanted to make sure that we got it absolutely right. So we did it you know, quite a few times. So it's, um, not, that, not, it's not a case of just, oh, we're, we're going to go for this job, let's start training then. You've actually started training from a young, very young age. Yeah. So we do like obedience competitions and the retrieving trials as well. So they've, they've, they're learning all the time. They're learning new things. And, and then when you get a, a role, sometimes it's you know, you've got to teach them something new. And it could be things like jump up on the edge of a lounge and lick somebody's ear. Yeah. Um, and you've got to practice all that stuff. It could be to, to jump over something. Things like speak on command is popular. So we, we, teach, we teach all the dogs to do that. Yes. Um, and yeah, and then so then when they've learned a lot of behaviours, it's actually easier then to introduce a new one. Does she enjoy doing that? Doing that kind uh, of work? Loves it. Out, yeah. out with people, um, and really enjoys it.
Yeah. Look, thank you very much for coming on the show today to talk about uh, Kess and, and the joys really of training dogs to do things like this. I think it's fantastic work. And it, Dr. Bob would agree, it just keeps their mind active, doesn't it? It's amazing. And just yeah. the more we stimulate the mind, the more they're less stressed and just all the great things that Kess mm. has done in the past. I just wonder whether she sung along during the opera. <laughs> No, and I think it was possibly a good thing that she was deaf because um, <laughs> these people, these opera singers have great voices, but they're, they're very loud and it's yes. probably an advantage to her that, that she was deaf. Deaf, But the, um, <laughs> yeah, look, we've done um, a lot of commercials with the other dogs too and, and they, you know, someone's in a room with a, a lot of people and a film crew and, and they can't get nervous and stressed. So the yeah. more you can do with them and, and keep them active and trained and so on, the, the better it is for them. Mm. And they really do enjoy it, don't they? They just love working and they just, yeah. Well, yeah, great. look, we did one with um, one of my other dogs with Dan and uh, he was happy and wagging his tail and the director said, we want the dog to look sneaky. I thought, <laughs> mm. And how do we do that? And he said, can you stop his tail from wagging? I said, look, I can get him to do almost anything, but I don't think I can stop his tail wagging. No. Because, yeah, look, he, he was happy. That's know? his personality. Loves it. Yeah. 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 Okay, thank you very much, Jeff. Jeff Griffiths, and uh, what a great story. And, uh, yeah, we just don't think about the background to some of those dogs that we see on uh, on the TV. And they do play a big part in TV shows, don't they? They do, And even in stage productions in this case. They certainly do. And commercials, as soon as you have kids Mm. or animals, then, you know, people are watching. On to NURFM, you're listening to Pet Chat. Your calls, we're just waiting for them, 49216216. But Linda has rung in. Uh, Linda, you've got a problem with your dog. Yes, I have. Um, uh, She's a uh, Jack Russell cross Maltese and last week she dislocated her uh, knee but took it to the vet last Wednesday. She put it back and um, at the time I said to her, she's having trouble with her bowels. She gets constipated. So the vet then gave her an enema but I'm afraid <coughs> she's still having trouble. How old is she, Linda? She's exactly three. Okay, that's a bit young. So um, you're not giving her too many bones? Um, I give her a chicken bone every single morning. Yeah, maybe cut that down to every second morning. And when you do give it, add a little bit of margarine, just a quarter of a teaspoon, to the food as well, just so that it helps things to flow through there. It's unusual for a young dog to to get constipated, so I'd what certainly... I, what I'm worried about, she's only done a couple of... <clears throat> in the last few days, and it's very black. Yes, I'd be taking it down to your vet again because it sounds like there might be something else that's happening in there. Um, irritable bowel disease we get sometimes in nervous animals, same as we get in anxious people. But oh, yes. if it's black, that can be a possibility that it's actually some bleeding high up in the bowel. Yeah, I've watched there's no, you know, no bleeding comes out or No anything. fresh blood, but yeah. <clears> no, no, just black. No vomiting? She's still very, no, no vomiting. She's still very active. Yeah. So it's Runs a- like a... Like a bullet. Mm. I would too if I was facing another enema. But anyway, um, <laughs> it, it would be good to get it down for a, another checkup just to make sure the vet can't feel anything in the tummy. And but, but in the meantime, can't I give her an oil or something like? Can try uh, just margarine or vegetable oil, just as an extra thing. Psyllium husks helps to work things through. But just to keep an eye on her. But I wouldn't um, wait around too long because. Any irritation like that can actually um, complicate maybe a twist or something, so it's important to get back to your regular vet with her. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck with that, Linda. And Carly joins us now from Sandgate, and you've got a different type of problem with your pet. Yes, my rabbit, my son's pet rabbit keeps biting every time you put your hands in her cage. And he's the only rabbit there? No, I've got three, two other females and one male. Yep. Um, partly it's spring, so he is going to be a bit more randy. I shouldn't really say that on air, but he is going to be yeah. a bit more feisty in spring. So you need to always have a towel that you sort of, um, as a partial barrier, so that he bites at that, and then you can sort of turn him around, pick him up facing teeth and claws away from you, and um, try and help then him to... She scratches even more then. Okay, you so yeah. You can't get her out of the cage, you can't touch her. Yeah. She just attacks you. Yep, so I'd be certainly um, maybe separating her from the other two so that there's not there might be a hierarchy, a competition thing happening in there, office they're politics. All, they're in all separate cages anyway. Oh, are they? Ooh. Um, so, yeah, I'd be very careful, use the towel, and instead of picking her up, actually hold the towel over her until she settles and then pick her up wrapped in the towel. Um, yep. And then just gently holding, maybe a stroke, but just hold for a, a 10, 20, 30 seconds and then put her back in the cage. So she's accepting restraint and being rewarded for being still and then gradually increase that time and certainly do that yourself rather than letting young people do it because kids don't know. And if they do get bitten, they are also more likely to drop them. And so very important to be firm. Always point those sharp bits away from you. Thank you. And if it's not improving yet, down to the regular vet to make sure there's no medical problems that might be causing that. Yep. Thanks, Carly. Now, is it likely that male rabbits will bite more than female rabbits or the it, other way around? It is, actually, yeah. And mm. and like blokes in a pub on a Friday night, they're just a bit silly sometimes and so they get carried away, territory marking, and so they're more likely to, if there's two females that he's fighting for, vying for attention. Mm. Mm. Even if they're not in the same cage. Even if they're not in the same cage, mm. they can still smell and see the other ones, so... And it is tricky office politics, and, and we're talking a bit about that last Dan- week, Danny. We were. Yeah, so it's uh, just that you've got to be careful. You've got to interrupt and redirect before it escalates too high so that the more aroused they are, the harder it is to calm down. Cats especially will actually stay aroused for up to 12 to 24 hours really hard, whereas dogs and some other animals, you can usually settle down a little bit more quickly. Um, what about snakes, Danny? Do you have much experience with them? I don't know too much about snakes in terms of arousal, but yeah. uh, I guess I'd be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know, though, um, always when snakes are being fed, that they can lunge yep. and, and try and grab the food. And in that process, by accident, um, bite the hand. The yeah. um, where, so therefore, it's a good training process for snakes yep. is when you are feeding them to take them out of the tank that Home they cage. normally are yep. and put them into another yep. type of a feeding tank that yes. the guys say. And that way they know this is where I get fed. That's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. the way to do that. Hmm. So if they think they're going to the feeding tank and they find they're not, then that might make them angry too. <laughs> they might, but that's why you need to make sure you are feeding them in the feeding tank. <laughs> and as Jeff was saying with the Labrador before, just training them, socialising, getting them used to handling and all the normal husbandry yeah. sort of things. And as you said, there are seasonal factors to it yes. as well. So. And, and the more I do this job, the more amazing it is. Um, again, at full moon, you know, in the literature, it says that there's not a lot of um, difference to people in ambulance or police. But and if I guess, you have animals, you know. I guess, I guess, as humans, seasons because we have fruit and veg available throughout all yes. year round, we don't 
know too much about the seasons in yeah. that respect, yeah. whereas animals are still very much in tune with the seasons. What about the, our hot westerly winds? Winds certainly, like that windy day we had a couple of days ago, blowing the trees and everything around, certainly arouses horses and dogs and children. Why? Because you've got all of these extra ions in the in the atmosphere. They're blowing in lots of smells from hundreds of kilometres away. Makes them a bit flighty. They get a bit silly. And, and yeah, my wife, who's a primary school teacher, certainly knows that, that kids go a bit silly on windy days. So um, I think I'm a bit sensible. On, no, no. Well, we won't talk about that. And on Pet Chat, 49216216 is the number for your calls. And Jess has rung in from Merriweather with a call. Hi, how are you going? Fine, what's your problem? Um, I've got a Ridgeback. It's, it's two next February. Um, I've I moved from a property like a, a farm to a, just a residential house because I'm in the middle of moving to Perth. Um, he had a really bad bout of diarrhoea. Um, I didn't take him to the vet, but I rang up and basically put all the fluids in him. I was even doing a syringe to make sure he had extra. Um, he recovered, but now a couple of days later it happened again and I'm not sure if I'm feeding him too much rich food or if he's stressed. Um, certainly the, moving from one um, area to another, just the change in water is enough yeah, okay. to affect the bowel. So boiling the water would be a good idea initially. And then again, just the um, mental duress. Um, yeah. Usually I say to people two to three, two, two weeks to two months to settle into a new place. If you're oh, sort okay. of hanging around before you go to another place, then he knows yeah. that and he picks that up. And so just a little bit uncertain. Once diarrhea goes through, unsettles the bowel, it changes the microflora in the bowel, so changes the yeah. bacteria. It would be good to use just some natural yogurt to try and uh, replenish that. There okay. are some good things that you can get from the pet shop or vet that just help to reduce dehydration, especially if we're heading for another hot day tomorrow. Yeah. And um, as you said, not too much rich food. Go back to bland things. So like rice and chicken kind that, of. Yeah, no no skin and no fat. And, and that just helps to settle it down. Also, break the meals up into small bits often. Okay. Um, and multiple water sources. Again, yeah. because might be a bit upset about the water. So try metal bowl or a ceramic bowl or out of the tap and see how it yeah. goes. Certainly okay. the change, you're driving over to Perth or flying? No, no, he's flying next week. So yes. I just kind of wanted to make sure I got it sorted for him. Very important for him to be healthy for that because it is when you think about it, really. It's, also, yeah, it's a long flight. Too. Long flight, Long yeah. flight, long day for yeah. him. Yeah. So, yeah. so make sure he's got I, a good book to read. Yeah. I brought him um, to the vet just to get him some sedatives, but he's a pretty good temperament. He's ha- mm. so happy-go-lucky. Like he's, he's happy now. There doesn't seem to be anything wrong with his mood or activeness or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, but at least he's a little... He's got a couple of months ahead of him, I guess. Yeah, so make sure that um, if, he, if he's not improving by tomorrow, I would take him down um, to a vet uh, down here so that you, you know that he's, he's okay. They can prescribe something that might settle his bowel a bit more quickly okay. and yeah. that way he's prepared so that he's okay to cope with the travel next week because, okay. again, that does unsettle him for a good week to I two know. weeks afterwards. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a poor little thing. But he's always not little. He's 67 kilos for a rich bat. So. Really? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find a crate at all to fit him in. I've eventually found one, and he, I, for great dames, and I don't even know if he'll still fit it. So. Uh, shipping crates are available. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was considering driving, but thank God I don't have to now. So. Yeah. But yeah. no, but thanks, guys. Okay. Hope that helps, okay. Jess. Good it is amazing. It is amazing how well probiotics do work for that yes. kind of issue. Uh, it just... Just, uh, there's a few brands out there like Protexin, um, Probiotics from Vetafarm, they help yeah. very much so. Restore the normal flora mm. so that the body can cope with other stresses that might yep. be coming up. Really yep. important. Now, Danny, 
reptiles. Look, what I wanted to do is um, mention, special mention here, um, a friend of mine, Brian Harris, it's his birthday today, and I wanted to, to wish him a happy birthday for his 64th. No, you're not but, saying he's a snake. No, he's not a snake. <laughs> but what I wanted to mention, you talked about volunteers earlier on, and he's such a great volunteer for the Society of Frogs and Reptiles. He helps with uh, setting up the, the stores that they have throughout the year to promote reptiles and reptile ownership, doing it the right way by getting a license yes. uh, in our state. We'll also help to set up the Society of Frogs and Reptiles Expo that happens once a year as well and is always out there helping the community in terms of information out there for frogs, lizards and snakes. And so he's given off a lot of his time and free time being a volunteer in that regard and I wanted to wish him a happy birthday. Well, a happy birthday and happy um, snake and frog. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so enjoy it, Brian. Very much indeed. Now, Jennifer has rung in from Vasey, and you've got a cockatiel that's causing you some problems, Jennifer. Yes, hi. Um, yes, I've got a little cockatiel um, who we're changing his diet. I went into the Pet Shop Boys the other day and got the, um, the proper food. He's been on seeds and mm. a proprietary brand of seed. Um, and I've, that was last Tuesday, and I've mixed it in 50-50, um, but he's just refusing to eat the new food. The pelletised food. Yes, mm. and he's sort of digging around and throwing stuff out and whatnot and just going for the, um, you know, the old food, his yes. original food. How long should it take for him to adjust? I'd stretch it out a bit. I'd stretch it out a bit longer, Jennifer, and actually break it down. He's just chucking a nana, saying he's not happy about the new food. So. <laughs> oh, he's got a paddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he, he can throw real panties. <laughs> he hasn't learnt any swear words, has he? Uh, well, <laughs> he's going sorry, don't to ask that he, question. <laughs> if he keeps it up, he's going to learn them from me. <laughs> he's so, a very yeah. naughty little boy. It does take time, unfortunately, when we move him over to that better quality food and. It's not uh, the reason is, is they do like some of the seeds because they're used to them. Yeah. Uh, especially like sunflower seeds have a lot of flavour in them too. More oil, yeah. more oil, but they're not healthy. No. no. Um, so it's just going to take time, uh, and the way you're doing it is correct. I think on the packaging it does say to do you know twenty percent of the pellets, eighty percent of the seed, and then over over a number of days keep on increasing. Um, sorry. Yeah, keep on increasing the pellets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so and, and he will just keep on picking out the the seed. Sometimes what I've done with some birds is is gone straight into the pellets as well, and they do find they will have to eat them. But you'd have to monitor the situation because you don't want them to starve. But no, the, when they do go hungry, they do end up eating them. Right. Yeah. So that's what I've done with some birds. Yeah, and especially right. lots of water available too as you're changing mm. diet. Got that. Yeah, yeah. change that yeah. twice a day. Actually. Excellent. Yeah. So, well, that's, um, that's, one mm-hmm. other very quick question. Um, I believe that lettuce is not good for them. Is that correct? Because he absolutely, the occasion I've just given him a tiny little slither mm. and he just goes berserk. He loves it. Loves it. I mean, they're, they're high in water content, yeah. um, and so it can give them uh, quite runny, uh, yeah, uh, excretion. So that's why they don't don't recommend so much lettuce. If it's a bit of a treat, one a couple of times a week, I guess is fine. Right. But they can go for you know little bits of fruit, which he is loves great. Apple too, 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's he's refusing like all other fruits, but he, he will eat apples. Good, yes. Good fairy diet apple. is the best thing. So yeah, yeah, is, try him on little bits, but not too much of each. Right. Thanks, Jennifer. Okay. Thanks. Right. And Bye. very good luck with that and a bit of patience. Now, Pam has rung in from Nord's Wharf, and it sounds as though you might be going away, Pam. Yes, we're just going away for a few days and a friend is going to take our dog overnight because if we leave her at home, she howls. But she's going to put her back here through the day so the dog will be in two places. She's never been inside the house of or our friend's house. Should we take her and introduce her to the house? Uh, we'll take her bedding down there, but should she go in before we go or just let our friend come and take her? Um, it's very important to actually get her used to where she might be going. Uh, the difficulty with leaving her there is um, she might howl at night, but if she's alone in the yard, if you're, it's a regular weekday thing, then they're used to that. But if it's a weekend, they know you're away, it is a bit different. So you may need your friend to just monitor that situation if it's possible. But it well, would... That's why she's taking her to her house at night. Yeah, but because she howls if she's at home alone at night. Yeah, so if she does it at night, she may do it through the day. So you need to be very careful. I would introduce yeah. her to the friend's house okay. inside and the yard. If she's been over there regularly before, that's good. Knowing the friend is important and helping them to be able to um, build a relationship with the animal, asking them to do little bits of sit and stay, short walk, that sort of thing, little bits of play, so it develops a good relationship. Um, and with the howling at night, yeah, just um, I guess if she does that when you're not there, that's really tricky. But the more we stimulate and give mental challenge to animals through the day, the more tired they are at night. So my wife knows that she has to keep me busy mentally and physically if, if I'm going to be a good boy at night. So it's the same with animals. So make sure that uh, – and just be – yeah, I guess I prefer um, boarding because – I've, I've pet sat for a few people and it can be a nightmare for the person who's doing it. They can, yeah, because the dog's so upset and the, it's just a bit tricky. So it's up to you, but yeah, yeah. a pet well, sitter or a friend. But if she knows them, that's good. We we're going to put her in the kennel, but the kennel she goes to, she's left on her own because she, she's an old dog. She's 13 now and she yep. gets a bit cross with young ones bouncing all over mm. her. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, an older animal as well, you bring in sort of, mental decline, senility, and fixed routines, and that certainly throws the cat amongst the pigeons, so to speak. So security blanket, take the regular toys, the regular bed, regular food, to try and give as many familiar things. Your favourite radio station, of course, to NURFM, (laughs) playing at the new friend's house would be even better to try and help the animal to be as settled as possible. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Pam. Thanks, Pam. And uh, that's pretty well it for... um, for Pet Chat today. Where did the time go, The Jane? time just has mm. gone. We've had some great calls. Mm. Any good events coming up, Danny? Not at the moment, Jane. Mm. So we'll keep our eye posted on that. But that's about it. Well, it mustn't be going to rain if there's nothing at Hillsborough. <laughs> no no dog true. show at Hillsborough coming up. I washed the car last weekend, so yeah, they should that's, be okay. That's another trigger, isn't it? Thank you, Dr. Bob, My very pleasure. much. And thank you, Danny Boss. And Pet Chat will be back next Wednesday <clears throat> after the midday news on 2 and URFM.